For now, let's get back into labor news. Before we head into the first segment, I want to quickly mention a recent development at Starbucks. Starbucks workers in Park Slope, Westbury, and Garden City, Jersey, filed petitions with the NLRB or National Labor Relations Board to unionize with Starbucks Workers United today. And they were joined by baristas at 21 Starbucks stores in 14 states around the country during a flurry of February filings. So good for them. Now let's get into the local stuff. Well, what we're talking about now, which is uh, the sort of ongoing labor battle at Trader Joe's United Essex Crossing, Essex Delancey, um, right uh, down there in lower Manhattan. Uh, so one of the workers there, Fred Moore, who we are going to speak to shortly, we're, we're, we'll be joined by this evening, was fired from that Trader Joe's Essex Crossing on February 12th. And just one week prior to that, one of his coworkers was speaking loudly about him in a break room, calling him racial and homophobic slurs. Um, and this was this was not a, a one-off uh, confrontation. There's been an ongoing labor battle at that Trader Joe's in Lower Manhattan. Um, and this is now 10 months after union organizers lost uh, in an election in a tie vote, because according to the NLRB, a tie goes to management. Um, and this is all part of, you know, the larger nationwide union drive for independent unions and revitalization of um, old sort of entrenched unions and, and the union that's representing Trader Joe's workers is Trader Joe's United, which is a, an independent union, meaning it's not affiliated with any larger union and those workers are worker organizing. They don't have hired uh, labor organizers that come in and, and organize them. Um, but so so uh, after that tie, Trader Joe's United legal team has appealed those results and is hoping to have them overturned by essentially proving that management uh, tampered too much before the election um, uh, with the potential results. And the legal team is also filing a complaint on behalf of Fred Moore, that worker who was fired, which uh, alleges that he was fired, you know, basically for his union involvement in labor organizing um, ever since the workers began organizing themselves there a couple of years ago. Um, there being, you know, the Essex Crossing Trader Joe's, there has been a, you know, a bit of a retaliatory anti-union force uh, among the workers, which we're going to learn a little bit more about. But essentially, in short, one of the morning shift or a few of the morning shift workers were sort of violently anti-union um, from the get-go. And management has hired on several of their friends and family members, um, say, you know, worker organizers that we've been in touch with. And um, essentially, they've become a sort of union-busting clan. Um, and so we're going to get the latest on all of this now. We are joined by, um, we might be joined by Fred Moore, the worker um, that was uh, fired after essentially being harassed. Um, but for now, we have uh, Don Mark and Diego Ramirez, who are both worker organizers um, at Trader Joe's Essex Crossing. And we are also with Seth Goldstein, Um who is a lawyer with Julian Myers, Singla, and Goldstein, uh, the law firm that represents Trader Joe's United and Amazon Labor Union and does some great work. So, first of all, welcome all to the show. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. So, Thank you. Um, Don... Diego and Seth, great to be here with you all. So, um, first, I guess, Don, because you were there, um, Don was there in the break room, uh, tell us... Tell us what happened um, with uh, Fred being sort of spoken badly about uh, by another worker and, and then what you guys did after that. Um, and then we'll get into Fred's firing. Okay. Hey, 
so what I witnessed on February 5th, so before the store opened, I was on my way to the break room. I saw an anti-union co-worker cursing and yelling at the top of his lung to another co-worker about Fred. He was going on about he, how he was going to beat up Fred outside of work and also saying homophobic slurs, which made me and my co-workers really uncomfortable. So I decided to uh, write up a report later on and uh, bring it to uh, management. Um, so after that, a few hours later, I filed the report. Uh, and then a few days later, while I was at work, I found out that Fred got fired. Uh, clearly, like, the way they uh, responded was retaliation and a disregard of the labor laws. And so me and my coworkers were devastated by the news. So I decided upon myself, I printed out the information of about, like, the unfair labor practice, what I witnessed, and put it out on the table at the break room to share with my coworkers during my time off. Uh uh during my off hours which i have the right to distribute um so then management decided to interrogate me because they said it's not legal and i do not have the right to do this so i was denied i was denied witness every time i was asked to be in a situation room with the two managers who hostilely interrogate me even though i told them i have anxiety and i don't feel comfortable talking without a witness and what do you mean? Well, first of all, that sounds awful. Um, and I'm sorry about that. And, and second of all, uh, what were they interrogating you about if it is legal, right, Seth, to be distributing that information? Well, they shouldn't be in- interrogating, uh, him. Um, it's unlawful. Um, there's Supreme Court law that goes back to the 1940s that says that an employee can give out information in the break room and can put material on the, on the table. Okay. And, um, Don, have you, uh, what, what's, what's gone on since then? Um, I mean, are you facing any, um, like procedures with them or did they just bring you in? I mean, are you, are, you know, are you facing any sort of, um, backlash uh- as far- so yes, uh, they told me that uh, I'm in an Pers- open investigation. An open investigation. Of, yes. Uh, so. Um, okay. Yeah, that's it for now. So what we did was to uh, have this rally. I right. mean, I'm sorry, the uh, walkout because of what happened to Fred and the uh, investigation they're doing on me. Right. Um. And um. So just to sort of, you know, tell our listeners, so, you know, Fred uh, ended up being fired a week after, um, you know, he was being called uh, slurs in the break room and uh, he was fired for something, uh, apparently being sort of insubordinate or disorderly on a morning on January 29th. And is it, can maybe Diego or Don, can you tell me the worker who filed that complaint against Fred was it not someone who's filed complaints previously um, against union workers yes uh, so usually it's like I heard the the two workers usually are the same people that try to uh, try uh, management would try to get them to write uh, statements to get uh, uh, workers fired so 
which is very disgusting. So, okay, um, yeah, if I could add on to that, yeah, too, please, to Diego, that um, right before this, too, Fred had um, filed an HR report against one of these managers who even I have witnessed in other days um, just be unnecessarily aggressive and rude to him. Um, very clearly, anytime he spoke up, um, she would try to shut him down. So uh, very clearly, you know, retaliatory behavior. And it, so then um, it was the same manager that he was firing this harassment report against, who um, I believe is the one who tried to get him fired and then had um, some of the coworkers that they are close with um, like provide accounts. Um, and Fred, I don't believe, ever really got to even sort of give his side of the story of whatever story they were concocting up. Right. Um, right. So let's uh, zoom out just a little bit here. And so, you know, like I said a little bit ago, there's actually been this union drive going on for uh, about a couple years there um, in line with other, you know, union drives starting, um, at, well, specifically in Massachusetts, but also at T- Trader Joe's around the country. Um, and there's also been this anti-union uh, sentiment among some of the workers. Can you all kind of explain that more, but also explain to the extent that you can the union support that you have and um, what it is like to have been organizing there for, for a while. Uh, yeah. It's just to briefly like kind of like touch on, I guess the anti-union uh, sentiments, because we try to, to take our focus away from them. Um, and it's, it's unfortunate because we've seen that a lot of them kind of have been fed misinformation from management management uh, has preyed on a lot of their fears and worries and uses that to kind of stir up these emotions in them and to, you know, almost prevent them from seeing the benefits in something that would be, you know, more to their favor than whatever management has in store for them. Um, mm-hmm. So it is, it's, it's almost, it's, it's heartbreaking in a lot yeah. of cases um, you know, because it's just, it's just, it's dirty tactics that management relies on to stir up these feelings in people. Um, but the support on the other hand has been terrific. It's been incredible to see even after, um, almost one year since our election and even with a, a very large onslaught of new people and turnover, um, that we've still been able to have positive conversations with people. Um, that there are people who before maybe were on the fence or even anti have continue to witness the sort of mistreatment and like um, just unfair favoritism from management towards certain people and have switched over um, their support to us. Um, and so that to me is exciting. You know, that's what we're here to do. It's, it's why we're doing what we do. So even though there's been, like I said, a high number of turnover, a lot of the new people who may have not even been here for that long enough to kind of see this going on are still open or receptive to what we're doing and what we're saying. And it's, um, it's very exciting to have them on our team and somehow we've been eager enough to join our organizing committee. Um, so it's awesome to see that kind of fire still burning bright in these people. Right. Absolutely. Um, more power to you. So um, I guess, Don, you've been, you know, involved with the organizing there uh, for a while. Tell us about why you all decided to start organizing at that store in the first place. So uh, yeah, I started when I was about, uh, when I was like, they brought me on when I, it was like three years ago and right, I started exactly. because we wanted to make the workplace better. We have, we want a voice in the workplace and, uh, 
a work a better working condition and definitely more benefits better benefits so that's why i'm in and i'm in board with having a union at our store uh, absolutely anything to add diego um yeah just like what mark said you know uh sustaining a lot of our benefits and stuff um trader joe's a lot of people flock to it because they are known to usually treat their workers very nicely and stuff and in the time that i've been there and that Don Mark has been there too, we've definitely seen a rapid decline. And it all kind of culminated during the COVID pandemic. Um, it's, um, I would say that's when our efforts started because a lot of our COVID safety measures are not being held up or, you know, we're being taken away too quickly. And so then that's, we started organizing around that. And then we began to see other benefits such as like health insurance or even like the um, extra bonus pay that we were getting during COVID get taken away way too quickly or cut in half. And it was just disrupting so many people's lives, um, especially during that time. So it just kind of developed from like COVID safety organizing to just um, general workplace um, organizing. And so that's how we ended up where we are now. Okay, great. And right, speaking of where we are now, um, you know, you you guys obviously had a relatively uh, organized uh, walkout and rally uh, yesterday. So congrats on that. We had our uh, the Independence Lane Dibbler out there, um, and she got a sound clip from um, uh, some of your coworker organizers uh, reading to management. Um, you know, um, their uh, announcement on why they were walking out. So let's go to that audio clip here. You're going to have to listen. It's a, it's not the, it's, you know, it's inside of a store, but you can hear them. Um, let's go to that. Let's go to that now. All right, great. So, uh, you know, we'll hear a little bit about the rally, but first, Seth, your reaction, you know, as the lawyer that, that works with these organizers, I mean, is that all correct? Do they have the right to do that and, uh, the right to file action if they're, if they're persecuted for it? Absolutely. The uh, National Labor Relations Act applies to both union workers and non-union workers. So, um, they're protected under this law and they can't be um, retaliated against or discriminated against for uh, walking out. Right. Thank you. And so, um, Don, you said, you know, that was obviously held on the behalf of Fred, but also now in the retaliation that you've been facing, um, if you, uh, if, if both of you could, you know, talk um, uh, a little bit about the, the rally and like why it's important to hold actions like that for your work coworkers to see, and then in, in the last uh, in the last couple of minutes here, we'll we'll turn to some of the national news that Seth's been watching. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think the walkout is really powerful. That it will send a message through uh, to corporate that 
they shouldn't target us, shouldn't harass us, shouldn't do all these things, which is very illegal. Uh, they will definitely uh, be more cautious now since we we've walked out, and we'll probably pressure more more of more uh, like threaten more like walkouts if they keep like harassing us. So or union busting us. So. Anything to add, Diego? Um, yeah, it's just uh, like Don Mark said, it's our way of showing that we do have power as workers. Um, you know, management and corporate rely on people being too scared to do uh, the things that we are doing now. So it is exciting to see people, you know, finding that courage inside of them to stand up for what they believe in and against what they feel is wrong because nobody deserves to go to work and experience this kind of harassment and discrimination just for, you know, either what they identify as or what they believe in, you know, we should just be able to go to work, be treated well and happy workers, you know, we're going to do good work too. And it's a win-win situation in my eyes. And I just hope that everybody can kind of see that. Eventually. Right. And you all had around 15 workers walk out, I guess, in the first part of that shift and 10 in the second. So um, that does take a lot of bravery. Kudos to them and you all. Um, and how, last question on this, how did management respond? Um, they were definitely our captain, who's uh, like the top guy in charge, um, very stone faced. I could almost feel like see steam coming out of his head. Um, other ones tried to make sure that the rest of the workers that were not part of the huddle on the bridge um, resumed working, one of them going up to them and telling them to continue taking customers, almost like as if to just avert your eyes, don't look at the, don't look at the organizers. Um, it, it's kind of funny in a way how, how worked up they got, but I mean, that just only goes to show how powerful it is what we're doing and why it is important that we are doing what we're doing. Right. Right. Absolutely. Well, um, uh, so let's sort of, uh, zoom out even more here and, uh, basically, uh, want to talk for a couple of minutes about what's going on with these national threats to labor law. Amazon alleged in a legal filing on Friday morning that, uh, the National Labor Relations Board or the NLRB is unconstitutional. And this has already been done by SpaceX, um, you know, one of Elon Musk's, um, well, you know, his largest company, uh, and Trader Joe's, uh, companies that like Amazon have repeatedly faced, you know, labor law violations from the NLRB. Um, so with Seth, what's going on? How well, much do you feel that this is something that we should fear? Um, please. So, uh, here's some breaking news. Uh, Starbucks yesterday also join um, the three musketeers <laughs> have, of course uh, okay anti-union employers um convinced that since they can't wow. be in organizing they'll now attempt to destroy the american labor movement simply um the american people are not going back to the 1920s um we've been there we don't like it we um, elected Franklin Roosevelt in 1932, and from then on, we decided that workers should have rights under the act. So um, the right wing thinks it's their time. They think that the 2024 election, that they'll get their guy in office. They're planning under Project 2025 to fire all civil service uh, 
um, employees, including administrative law judges. Right. Uh, that is, uh, what is the name of that project? I thought it was Project 2025. Maybe something like that, just for our listeners to know that that is kind of a real thing. Um, but what, so essentially is this, this, will this be heard, you think, by the Supreme Court? Well, I think that that's what the right wing wants. And okay. uh, they want to rocket docket it up to um, Alito and get a favorable decision. Right. Like it, um, when they reverse Roe v. Wade. Well. Affirmative action. However, I will also say that um, what was remarkable about this walkout was that the workers walked out basically because Trader Joe's has been attacking the National Labor Relations Act. So worker power engagement is what's going to defeat um, the scheming right wing um, that's trying to do this. They can throw all the lawyers at us in the world, Morgan Lewis and these companies. But when it comes down to it, if workers work together and are engaged and act in a, um, you know, as as a group, um, we can push back against them. And, you know, in our last minute here, I I have to mention um, that. Some of the lawyers that right that are that are working for SpaceX, Trader Joe's, Amazon, and now Starbucks previously actually were on the National Labor Relations Board, which is a, an entity that should generally protect workers' rights. Is that not the case? Yes. Yeah, so Morgan Lewis. What what's up with that? Which yeah, what is up with that? Uh, Morgan Lewis that has um, you know its tentacles and everything, hires That's a large anti union law firm for our listeners. Uh, they're 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 very anti union. And um the people working on SpaceX are two former heads of the National Labor Relations Board. That's the top position. Um there is a former member that's working on it. There's a lawyer that's working on it. Um, in Trader Joe's, there's a woman named Kelsey Phillips who is working with Chris Murphy against us in um, this matter. Um, the two former board um, chairmen are John Ring and Philip Miscamara, and the board member, Harry wow. Johnson. Now, all of these individuals took salaries from the NLRB, got benefits, retirement, and they didn't and they learned the works when they yeah. were at so, the board. We're going to have to wrap up here, unfortunately, but we'll continue to follow the story. Uh, it's not good news, but I think it's stuff that people really need to be informed about. Um, so, and the good news is that you guys are on it, uh, organizing over at Trader Joe's. So thank you so much, Don, Mark, Diego Ramirez, and Seth Goldstein, um, all associated with Trader Joe's United. Uh, for joining us today. We'll be checking in with you soon. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, and we have an article coming up by me that will be up within the next 24 hours on uh, independent.org to learn more about what's going on. So we're going to go to a short music break and we'll be right back.